Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Walking Dead TV Podcast, episode 374. This is Russ, and I have Aaron and Rich. Ew. Hey. And we have not one, but two episodes to get through. That, that's right. Yeah. We watched be, two episodes of television. There were two, be, two be, be things iron, we watched. <laughs> the Iron Tiger and Sanctuary. These sound like Jackie Chan titles. Yes. Uh, oh, but if only they were. Yes. yes. <laughs> but not as entertaining. Uh, um, all right. So we're going to talk about... Uh, season eight, episodes eight and nine. We're going to talk about the Iron Tiger, and we're going to talk about Sanctuary. Um, I think we're going to be a little breezy with these episodes, just because we're covering two um, in a single show, and i I don't think I, I don't think I don't think we're going to have a ton of great things to say about either of them. So probably the better uh, the the quicker we kind of kind of get through it to talk about. Um, things in a more general sense, probably the better. Yeah. Accurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you described these as two episodes of television, and I guess that that's apt because technically they are episodes and they were on television, but that's about as much credence to that as I'll give. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't quite know what's what's going on with the show. Um, I'm going to continue to call out the fact that all these fans wanted um, Kim Dickens to come back. Kim Dickens is a fine actress, but she is they, the way they are writing. I her, don't put is, this on her. Not, I, I you, you can have your complaints. I have my complaints. No, I'm saying I, I don't put it on her though. You're fine. I put it no, on that's the fine. Okay, the I'm writers. still going to point out this is not her finest hour. Oh, it is. No, not. it is what's, not. What's hilarious is so we'll get into it. There are some scenes in this where she is objectively, like objectively terrible. Like, I I don't know if it's bad between the writing and the direction. I don't know if they're just not giving her what she needs. What's funny is her performance in the interview segment after the episode was much better than the episode (laughs) itself. And I was like, why didn't we get this Madison on the show? Why is like, why, what, what is going on? Um, yeah, so we'll just get into it. So the the Iron Tiger. Um, so at this point, Daniel Strand and Madison are looking for fuel. They come across one of the like we're back to the gas station outpost from a couple seasons ago where they have the you know the the take what you need, leave what you want, you know, oh, uh, the situation. Take a penny, leave a penny. Crap! It yeah. just drives. Oh, which I was so- back then we had Wendell and. Um, and Mo Collins, I forget, I forget uh, her name on the show, but we can just call Wendell and Mo. Wendell and Mo, yeah. Uh, at least that we had them to, you know, as witty banter um, to to look forward to as part of this, and and we don't even have that there. Um, 
but uh, there's a bunch of walkers that that uh, come in, and they're noticing these walkers don't have left arms, which obviously this is a dig at Madison, um, who is trying to look for Alicia. Um, and of course, Luciana comes to the rescue. And uh, so basically what we found is Luciana has been uh, 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 chemistry uh, PhD. Luciana has been um, making gasoline for Padre all this time. And so it's been like in the secret place and she's been doing it, but she's also been siphoning off uh, some of it here, like, you know, a tanker here and a tanker there, you know, just a little bit, just siphoning, you know, a little bit off. Um, and then stealing supplies from Padre to populate the gas stations across to kind of keep things going. So, um, so all this has been this going Luciana's on. Luciana's been like running a perfectly stable system, basically that that is not not under any immediate threat and seems fine. That's what's yeah. going on with Luciana. Yes. Obviously, something's going to fuck all of that up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so of course, the tanker truck comes up and Luciana's like freaking out. Oh, you got to go! You got to go! Um, and it's the, the iron tiger is pulling up and it's a tanker truck. And she's like that. You got to hide. And they want to know who's in the truck, who's in the truck. And, uh, what's they in the go, box? yeah, what's in the box. Uh, we find out that, uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise, Charlie's driving the, the, the big rig and she's still alive. Um, what the now? Now. Okay. Now <laughs> before we get into all of this, I remember distinctly, distinctly asking you, guys, what's going on with Charlie? Is she going to live through this thing? And you all swatted me down and said, she is dead. She died from radiation poisoning. She's no longer on this show. Because I this, science. I very specifically. that You were like, Charlie's not coming back. She's Because I was confused as to what her fate was. I didn't remember. And you told me she was completely dead. And so imagine my well, surprise when the all people pod- show up at her. We didn't know Padre had magic that was going <laughs> to heal her and defy all logic and science reasoning out there. <clears throat> my my notes are Charlie Dash still alive all caps multiple exclamation points. You guys lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did we? Did we? This is ridiculous. This should have never been. This. This is the Fonz jumping the shark right here, even though it's happened no, it way. <laughs> Madison's a f- lie. What are you talking about? Charlie being back as a point. I was saying, even though it happened way earlier. Madison's alive and she's worse than ever. That's the that's exactly what jumping the shark is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So it drives up. Charlie is is back. Um, she does have some scarring, though, some mild scarring. Yeah, the thing um, get from radiation poisoning, mild scarring. <laughs> yes. Um, so they're flipping out because they think Madison's going to freak out when she sees Charlie is still alive because Charlie's the one that shot Nick. And it turns out that nobody ever told Madison that Charlie did that. So, of course, Charlie confesses. Um, and... 
I, I love you know the, a, a Strand didn't tell her because he thought he's like, look, I thought Charlie was dead. Like, there's what? Why would I tell you that? Because yeah, it's not a thing that would come up in a like unless they're having a direct conversation. Like, hey, what happened to my son? By the way, like, there's no point of that conversation. Yeah, or you could tell that story without being like, well, Charlie's dead. Why do I need to bring her up and smear her name and you know put a like you know make Madison go through anyway. It it made sense like that. That was to me that wasn't a part that that I had trouble. So at this point, Madison flips out and starts hammering a tractor and then all the walkers. So once again, let's play fast and loose with the fact that she has you know severe lung damage where exactly. she's just picked up the sledgehammer and is able to the giant sledgehammer. And not only that, but when she goes ham on that tractor, like this is I, where I I don't. She I, I, way overacts this scene. It's, I wrote sledge anger on my notes. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, and again, oh. when you know this actress is capable of doing good work and you see her just like, it's like, what? A, it, it's, I don't, it's two It's two weeks in a row where we're working at Kim Dickens and she's giving like, she's acting calm and, and you know, and, and, and uh, capable. And then like, by the way, this bad thing happened to your family. And she goes, Rah! Like that's exactly the reaction. She yes, has. Like, it's twice in a row that we've seen this now, and it's like, come on, leave this poor woman alone. And I have to think. I have to think based on her resume of acting that I've seen over her career. This has to be the direction. It has to be. Oh yeah, it's not, that, I was just going to say. I certainly don't think yes. it's Kim Dickens' ability on a on a spin-off Walking Dead series to just not find, like, know how to do this. I mean, yeah. It's I mean, this like, must have been, all right, do this. All right, great. Print. Go. And it's like, no, can I have more takes or something? I mean, come on. I, I literally watched Gone Girl again today, which she's great in as a, as one of the as one of the detectives looking into the case. It's like, where's this performance? <laughs> like, this is so much better than what I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah, or Sons of Anarchy. She was pretty, she was good in, I mean, I thought she was great in Sons of Anarchy, but... um yeah, so I can't even blame the writing because it's obviously the direction because it's it's it, like there uh, anyway. I, we'll, and it we'll was move, shot it's just bad. Weird we'll too. move on. Like <laughs> yes, like yes. Weird jump cut. Which I don't know. I guess it's to just, make it seem more hectic. I don't know, but it was bad. Um. So. Madison, you know, well, why did you let her back in? All this other stuff, and it's the whole second chances thing. Everybody deserves a second chance. There, um, no, Charlie, she does give a "I was 11 line, which is yes, good. exactly. Yes. That's like yes. the most stable reading of what a character can offer as far as an explanation. So it's like I was 11 years old. There was a lot of shit going around around me. Like I, yeah, I, the world was was gone. I was 11. I was clearly being manipulated. I was, you know, abused mentally, at least. <clears throat> so like, honestly, if I, if I put aside the whole Charlie's Alive aspect, the she, her performance is not bad at all. Like she's correct. doing the work. I think Agreed. she's fine in this. Agreed. <laughs> Um, so, but Charlie does confront her, apologizes. Um, and I think Madison kind of gets it. And so at this point she's like, oh, you're going to make it up to me. You're going to kill Troy. Um, which nobody's really happy hell? about. Cause they feel like too, it's probably a suicide mission if they get her to do that. But at this point, and it's a stupid justification. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> the next <laughs> they go, they dig up Nick, they cremate <laughs> him. 
they, oh pick, they, bring, they dig up they pick they dig up nick in his old man clothes and i was waiting for like his clothes to pop out and be like oh there they are uh, and then they, they put have... his ashes in a coffee can like walter sojak did in in the big lebowski and could i just... mean what else what, what hold on what else i know I but i can i just <laughs> at that point all i could hear in my head was nick was a good dude and your wisdom lord you took him as you took so many flowering you get bright young men at Quezon and landock and <laughs> Hill 364. <laughs> These young men gave their lives, and so did Nikki. Nikki, who loved drugs. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> um, but it's it's so ridiculous. I was like, they dug him up to cremate. Like, what the fuck? Like after I- ten years, and you know, I mean, it's not like they had proper burial technique so there's gonna be nothing but i was this really felt like a part where like where's the rabbi character this would at least use him in some way that's significant like make make this make sense to me that's what i kept wondering yeah and like i'm saying the rabbi a little facetiously but at the same time it's like there is a rabbi character on this show like there is like use that like this is not none of these shows have ever been very specifically about religion but if like you're gonna like give me a subplot now condensed as it is that involves proper burials like well give me utilize your characters do something creative with this as opposed to just making it feel like a waste of time like what's happening here like what (laughs) there was a gap there was like a lack of pages they're like what do we do now Uh, let's have her move nick around that'll occupy three pages we can get some minutes out of the show there it's like what's happening yeah so then they call i love this they get on the radio they call her iron tiger and then they start using their real names and it's like, okay, you guys what are on the, the hell are you doing yeah, on the radio? And then Madison has a change of heart and is just like, no, Charlie, come back. And, and of course, Charlie gets stopped by Troy and he hears Madison on the radio again. Okay. So once they realize that Charlie's not responding and I think she even said, didn't she say like, Oh, she gives, she gives every possible indication that there is problems ahead I really need to go dark now. Don't yes. keep f-ing talking. Yes. Like, don't, don't say names. Don't indicate anything that's going on here. There's problems ahead. Well, yeah. and I think this is also where Madison delivers a line to her about when she's telling her to come back and when she says about forgiving her because she... I don't remember the line exactly, but it was something along the lines of you thought to bring my Nikki back to me or something like that. I'm like, she didn't even know you were alive. She did that out of her own guilty conscience that she shouldn't have even had to begin with because she was 11. Yeah. Um, so th- this is when this I, I had a real problem with this whole bit here. So. Um, oh yeah, it becomes a bad episode of this. But before I was yeah, just like, I'm trying my best, and this is where it's like, okay, so now we're just bad. <laughs> they do they do put a warning in front of this episode um, about the, you know suicidal themes and, and things like that. This um, really upset me. So yeah, so Charlie's tied up in the chair. She's surrounded by all this glass. She has no f- shoes on. So this is like a diehard situation where it's like, okay, clearly you're not going to get up and run because there's all this glass. Well, first she blows up the truck, or the truck blows up. The truck blows up, yes. Yeah, um, one of those situations. Uh, and then we find out that, of course, what we thought earlier is Troy is just effing with Madison, and he's cutting off the arms of all the zombies he sees and letting them go. So Madison just keeps looking, 
you know, finding these these zombies, thinking, okay, is this one? Is this that's one? another thing that I thought was super silly on Madison's part. It's like you just you think you just found a needle in a haystack and your daughter's just out there, like you're you're a competent character. You can't just think like, well, one armed person, that's my daughter. Like, come on, what are we doing? Well, no. Now, in the canon of the show, maybe this is what oxygen deprivation has done to her brain. Yeah, could be. Yeah, but they seem to not be concerned about that, uh, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he, uh, Troy wants to know where Padre is in exchange for Charlie's life. Um, They offer to meet at the hotel, and um, Troy wants uh, to take from her what he, what what she took from him. No, it doesn't Um, help with any of this. We we as an audience don't know what Padre looks like, like. It, no. This is such a nebulous thing to me as far as I'm so Padre's, sick of hearing about Padre. Padre's out there. And like right now, I couldn't tell you what the definitive of Padre is. Is it some base that Madison like has back somewhere else? Is that the idea? I guess. Right. Yeah, I get. And then we'll get to it in a little bit in the next episode where clearly the children are still there. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't like yeah. if the, if there was any like. If we started this half of the season with at least like a visit to pot, you know, some kind of some kind of indication, of like Even what it is that we're for fighting God's for, sake. any anything, yeah, there's just nothing here. So every the time we're talking thing, about the only thing that we kind of have an idea about it was that cargo ship and all the supplies on it. Other well, than that, that that's we what know confused because like the end of the previous half of the season was like madison's with the kids and we're like we're gonna go rebuild padre and then they had the ship so i'm like well is it like a mobile base like i don't know what it is i don't know what padre is and it's so it was tiring in the first half of the season because we just didn't really like those characters and now it's tiring here because it's just like being mentioned all the time without like providing us with anything stable to really latch onto. so troy's desire to get this thing I'm like, F- give it to him. Like, I don't care. Like, just like, I'm just what? Yeah. What is it that's so important? Because you're not making it clear to me. Yeah. Find, do uh, something new. Give him Padre and find something else. Call him Padre. Like, whatever. Like, get a, do a new thing. Yeah. You can rebuild. You literally rebuilt your season once. Exactly. <laughs> um. So Charlie gets the jump and kills one of the guards. Another Cohen comes in. There's a huge standoff. And they really want the location of Padre or they're going to kill Charlie. So Charlie shoots herself so they don't give up the location. So um, they say. <laughs> I will say. So. Yeah, maybe it it's feels, like the radiation. It, well. It, it felt like it was deliberately shot ambiguously. Agreed. Except. Uh-huh. There's a bit at the end of the episode. They have her body. They Her body is in the truck. Yeah. Like it's covered under, like they have a blanket or a or or a, a something, and it, yeah, there's a body in the. Gotta have it in the bed of the truck. Yeah, they have a body. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. True, because there was someone else in that. I can't remember. This is too long ago. But there was someone. Well, there was someone else in that scene where it's like maybe they just did a little switch thing so we could have another surprise later on in the season or something. I don't know, but there's maybe. Here. I mean, they made a point of you know, hey, this is you know, episode deals with suicide. You know, whatever. Yeah, but you I put mean, that up for anything that deals with something. It doesn't true, true, so. true. But to I, use it in this way, like it, it, it was a story beat that wasn't necessary. Because here's the thing. There are so many places and bases and all that crap throughout this apocalypse. Why is this one so freaking special? Again, like Aaron said, we have no idea. But on top of that, 
it's not like it's like it can't be found. Why is she going to trade her life? Because she's trying to bring peace to the whole her killing Nick thing? Or what? what is it? It made no sense. And, and I'm sorry, but that's a very serious thing. Suicide, especially in that. I mean, I was a, I was a, disgusted by this. It's it a serious. It's, it's a serious thing in the midst of an episode that reveals a character still alive, only to have them kill themselves. You know, thirty minutes yes. later. It's a, it's the, a, for yes. for a dumb which, reason though. Which is it, 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 it is a dumb. And I'll get back to that in a second. But it is a dumb reason. But also, that's why I'm slightly could like feeling like this can't be real. Like that that doesn't make sense to like have someone murder themselves the second they reveal themselves once again unless it's really like just a guess well, yeah because this no. episode up to that point made sense yeah i hear you but i mean it just it's such a dumb move on that part and yes in terms of like the logic of doing it it reminded me of like i think like mcgruber there's a scene where like will forte like puts like a dixie cup and like rigs it so it falls on the guys so it's like look you're all wet and there's like no distraction there whatsoever it's just like all right and then he keeps moving like it's just such a weird like we could have the thing we want, we can still get without this happening. Like it's not, a, it's not a game changer here that she yeah. like killed herself. Yeah, yeah. It's like a weird delay that doesn't like, delay. I even thing. got the impression on Troy's crazy face that even he was like, "Okay, that didn't need to happen." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean, my whole thing was, why bring her back to just have her kill herself? Like, yeah, to me, that's just service. it's it's so. If not even it's so like who's who's, who's being serviced there that's yeah, that's I a horrible know. charlie fans i don't know yeah but charlie, yeah, but if you're charlie fan you don't it's not, it's not fan yourself. service to be like hey that character you like is back and she shot herself in the face like that's not fan service that's just dumb yeah i i don't i mean they could have again like you said aaron they could have accomplished this goal by any other means like it, it just it just again i don't I don't understand why they brought her back to begin with and then brought her back and then kill her in the same episode. I can understand if maybe like in the finale or if there are more episodes and we had more of like her guilt eating at her with Madison. Like, I don't know, but it just, I don't understand. It, it really, it bugged me too. Well, I, just and like, I, I don't understand the whole purpose of this. I get them wanting to shoehorn a lot of stuff in cause they only had six episodes, you know, and they do have to get to that important encompassing entire bottle episode of, of Dwight and Sherry. So, you know, they had to squeeze everything into this and make it make, no sense whatsoever. I hated this episode. Okay, so the next bit of of craziness is so uh, the, the, the one of the kids comes out and says Tracy's missing, um, and she wanted to see the tanker. And I'm like, what kid wants to see a tanker? Like, I have a f- question before we go into this though. Is did either of you even know anything about a Tracy before this scene? Because I don't remember a no, Tracy being mentioned before this. Not mentioned, but she showed up. Like she was. I, I forget. It was. I guess either, I missed that. So it, it was. It, yeah, I mean, not by name. Any. Um, and so they're they're frantically looking for this kid because she wanted to see the tanker. The tanker exploded. Um, and so we find out that Tracy is Troy's kid, um, and that's why he wants Padre because. He wants her to be able to grow up in a place that that has children or is safe. 
Well, um, and he also says Madison took her mother from him. Well, okay. So I'm wondering, he, is she one of the kids that she tried to take? Or so really okay, here's here's a weird thing. He said his uh, this is what I have in my notes at least that her mother is dead because of because of of uh, of her. Yeah. Are they setting up the fact that this is Alicia and Troy's kid? That's what I'm thinking too. And if they are, I am dead. Is just come on. Or it's at least it's Alicia's kid, and Troy picked her up to to like basically adopt her. Is that what they're? I don't want to give this show too much credit, but that's too dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I, I always agree, go down this road. But they have done so many dumb things in this season that it just would not surprise me. I mean, well, I hope not. I hope not. And you know, we'll get into it when we talk about the next episode as to why I don't think it's the case. But it does seem like they're hinting at that. So the the reason I brought it up because remember, so the last episode, Rich, you said something about how does Troy know Strand because Strand was never around him. Well, right. If if he was around Alicia for any extended period of time, maybe he knows of Strand through her. Yeah. Like, so I was just like, okay, is this either Alicia's kid and Troy's adopted her, or is there some weird, bizarre twist of fate and the like the like the two of them had this kid? And I'm like, both of these things are terrible, <laughs> but there's just a weird like I I don't know I just got this weird like. You know, he had the arm. He's real coy about like where she is and, and the fact that he knows for sure she's dead, like that that he had a lot of interaction with her post when we saw her last um with the with the boats. I don't know, it just it just gave me like a real weird like, oh geez, don't tell me they're going down this road with this. Um But but yeah. Um so this is where everybody kind of splits up. Luciana gives uh, Madison the fuel and uh, tanker and just says, that's it. I'm done. I'm, you know, you go your, your own way. Um, and then Daniel, Daniel kind of has this good moment with Luciana where he goes, he ends up going he, like at this point, he's done with Madison and the rest of them too. Like, he's just like, like I'm, I'm done. Um, and he's going to go with Luciana to keep her safe. Um, so I thought that was that was probably the best moment in the you show. You skipped over the yeah. Troy Madison fight outside of the blown up tanker, okay. where she right, had right. where she had the chance to kill Troy, and then Strand comes yes. up and could have killed Troy and didn't. What yes. the hell? Yeah, yeah. No, the, there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, that was last week too, where it's like we we, saw, we talked about the exact same thing, where it's like you guys had the drop on him, like just get rid of this. Yeah. Um, and then of course, so Madison and Strand take off and then Madison leaves Strand where she's going to go be this person with the sledgehammer that again, the fast and loose with the, with the, with the breathing thing, just like, uh, it's, I, I don't know. And then Madison just with well, the breakdowns, it's, it works it's for bad. Jane and Thor love and thunder. So maybe it'll work for her too. Sure. Um, but yeah, so that's where we leave this episode with uh, Madison departing Strand. Everybody kind of like going their own way at the end of uh, end of this episode. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I guess in the in 
in the interest of moving things along, um, <laughs> we'll give this our Toby ratings. So, Aaron, how many Tobies do you give? Uh, do you give the Iron Tiger? Um, not many. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, there's not like there's not a lot to praise here. That's that's my issue. And you know me, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna try to be as optimistic as I can about these things. But it's like sure. I don't know where like the 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 things that should make this work are what's failing it. You know, if you have Kim Dickens is here, like use her well, and this series is com- 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 um, continually decided we're not going to do that. I don't care about Troy. I don't care about Padre. But like you. I can't not say like the Charlie stuff, like she is effective in that role. Like, and it sucks that the, like, that's the, the choice they made as far as where she is currently. We'll see if anything comes from that, but that's what happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's annoying. I, I do think strand Daniel stuff is always compelling to me, no matter what, like, that's just always fun to watch. And like, honestly, I like Luciana. So I mean, that, that's, and yeah. that, so it's like, there's stuff here like that's filling out the world. I just wish the plot they were telling and the way they're going about it was like more engaging in some way to like keep, you know, if we get to the end of this episode, I'm like, well, that wasn't great, but at least I want to see where it's going next. It's not giving me that right now. And boy, the next episode is not helping with that either. But um, so like knowing that we're going to talk about the next episode next, I guess I'll go to Toby's for Ooh. this one. Two Tobies for this one. It's still bad, Rich. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not a good. I thing. know, but I mean, you're it's giving too much Tobies. credit. Well, we haven't talked about the next one yet. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah, I'm at two Tobies. Rich, how many Tobies you give this one? Oh, oh, this is the worst hour of Walking Dead that I think we've had to date. I just. I mean, with most episodes, I can find one or two things, you know, even if the bad, they're bad episodes, I can find a couple of things I find enjoyable, but not in this one. Zero. Nothing. I mean, everything from the continuation of the dumb Madison oxygen bullshit to the idiocy that is the menace that is Troy. I mean, come on, how many times could they have taken him off the board in this episode alone? They decide to have Madison help him look for Tracy. And then, then, Beret Strand, with Kung Fu Grip, not killing him when Madison had him on the ground. I mean, come on, man. Bringing back the take a penny, leave a penny bullshit with Luciana out of the blue. That was annoying. And then Charlie showing up. She's on death's door with radiation sickness. Now Padre Science saved her. I mean, I get it's a zombie show, but we're just going to throw science completely out the window for the sake of fan service. Madison mad at Charlie, but then she finds the ashes from Charlie digging up his bones and she forgives her. I mean, (laughs) what is that turn? And then the part that I said earlier angers me about this episode was the Charlie sacrifice. This was disgusting as somebody that has... Anyway, just having her kill herself to keep Madison from giving up Padre was just a terrible choice. They can still find other ways to get the location. Using suicide as a cheap plot point is one of the shittiest things this show has ever done. Um, But hey, 
she made something out of Nick's death, right? Um, so to the producers of this show, what I watched is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever seen. At no point in this episode's rambling, incoherent presentation did you give us anything that could be considered a rational plot. Everyone in the audience is now dumber for having watched it. I award this shit zero Tobies and may the TV gods have mercy on your souls. So let's say a mixed reaction from Rich. Russ, where are you with this episode? <laughs> uh, I, I'm with you. I, I give it two. I mean, it's just again when you look at percentages, that's like a forty percent. So it's still it's still a clearly failing grade. Um, also, probably because like you, I probably want to give this room to go lower. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I just I just don't get the choice. Given that this is the swan song of this show, uh-huh. I don't understand these choices. I, I just, I really don't understand these choices. Um, and again, I, I, it really bugged me. It, it really bugged me when they brought Charlie back because I'm like, okay, this makes no sense, no sense. Um, and and then to top it off, they they just have her have her commit suicide for to keep. To potentially keep a secret that nobody really cares about, like it just it just seemed ridiculous. Um, I wish they would have never just brought her back at all. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, good to the actress; she got a paycheck. Like, good for her, I guess. You know, the, the, they were able to bring her back, and um, like you said, Aaron, I think I think the work. Sh- this is not a knock against. Um, against the actress this is a knock against the writing i think if they're going to bring her back they should have given her something um something better so there we go so do we have any to do we have any facebook we do at our facebook page facebook.com slash group slash wtv podcast we have a number of uh comments here for this episode and you too could be a part of that if you join our group and we are happy to read them out on the show first we have one from kevin barry he writes, 1.5, I guess this episode was needed to fulfill contract obligations out of five. <laughs> Madison ruins everything. I'll watch it next week because Dwight can't quit Cherry again, but this time it might be different. I have to read that in the Casey Caleb boys. Uh, Madison ruins everything. I'll watch next week because Dwight can't quite quit Cherry again. Um, Tammy, right, Tammy Heisley writes, I have a couple issues. One, So they can kill numerous characters off screen because they starved to death, yet Charlie survived nuclear exposure only to die 2.2 seconds after Madison and company breeze in and screw everything up. Two, what the hell is Troy going on about? What woman should I know, or is this a flashback we had to see? I love season three, but after all the crap that I followed, I don't know what's going on anymore. My head hurts. I did like that they addressed all the unfinished business between Charlie and Madison regarding Nick's death. I think those things were all very well done. I honestly don't blame Daniel for joining Luciana, but acting as if they didn't also contribute to this is crazy. They also insisted that Luciana tell them who's in on the truck. It wasn't just Madison. It was it, it wasn't just it, it was interesting finding out Troy's group has children and that one of the reasons he's so desperate to find a safe permanent settlement is because he still has his freaky obsession with Madison, so I don't think it will end well for his group. I guess he will never learn. No Sierra this week. She decided to dye her hair instead. Not that I completely blame her. I know this may shock most everyone, including myself, but I'll give this episode four Tobies. What? Whoa. That's a bold move. Here we go from Shota Sunamura. 
two hypocrites out of five. One, you can say it. Luciana is why Padre left Daniel on a swamp, but I know it's bad AI writing. Two, Daniel, Charlie, didn't you die of high not coming back level radiation? Charlie, I got better. Daniel, with the works for me tone. All right, thumbs up. Three, she right. Charlie was an 11-year-old girl when she did bad things. What's your excuse, Madison, for the whole kidnapping thing? Four, I thought Madison got over Charlie very quickly and conveniently. Five, I don't know why you let Charlie survive her radiation poison just to kill her in the most unnecessary way. Six, who cares? Who cares if Troy finds Padre? His men got overtaken by walkers. We have not just more people to defend the settlement, but we have filed filed advantage. I don't think Troy could take it. Seven, okay, I'll say it. Troy, you don't love your daughter enough to just ask if she can stay at Padre. Whatever fate she gets, you deserve. I felt so bored and felt like Charlie's death was just a piece on a board to make Daniel leave. Fear the facts. One, this episode marks Kim Dickens and Reuben Blade's 50th appearance on Fear of the Walking Dead. Two, Texas appears to have become at least somewhat habitable again, as Luciana mentions clearing roads in northern Texas, and Luciana and Charlie are able to visit Nick's grave. Three, Hawk is shown to still go by his given Padre name instead of his actual given name. we got a couple of those next episode, too, I believe, as well. Uh, so, yeah, those are our ratings for Iron Tiger. All right. So now we'll get into, we'll get into the Sanctuary. And as we've mentioned, this is a Dwight, I guess Dwight, Sherry, and June-centric episode, as well as Dove. Um Man, there's a whole lot of nonsense in this episode. I, I again, at this point, there's four episodes left, counting this one, and you're going to dedicate a whole episode to Dwight's existential crisis that is solved in 40 minutes. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what the point of this was because we're we're right back to where we were before Dwight left, and we don't really have any. Like, what did we solve with Dwight leaving for him to just come right back? Like, it's not like he's again, if if this had been one or two full seasons and Dwight was gone and they're like, you know what? We really need to bring him back for a reason. It would be a different story to put this episode in. But he just left. (laughs) Like, I don't I I don't understand this episode. (laughs) They could have done this off screen. This could have been like a, he's there in the next episode when they're uh, attacking Troy. And then they just have a brief like little offshoot scene of this is what happened. And they brought him back. We didn't need a whole episode. I mean, at least last week, like, there's momentum in whatever plot they're going for, regardless of how much I care about it. There's stuff happening that involves the main players. This yes. is, like, a weird side story that would, yes, be... This would this should be, like, the one-minute fucking um, Taco Bell commercials we get in between episodes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, yes, I would accept that as well. Because, like, I... It's my, and I like Austin Amella. I think he is a good actor. I What he appears Agreed. to... I think he gives it his all. I guarantee... I, like, I feel that... I like his, his character. I, I, like I when when Dwight is around, it feels like he is legit trying to invest as much as he can in this character. But boy, are we just saddled with Mopetown one hundred and one with all this stuff of him and Cherry and all this stuff. I just <laughs> this is a this lot. Could have been a Tales of the Walking Dead episode. Uh, really, it could. Like it just feels yeah. so like 
what are we doing here? <laughs> like, what, why do I we... would have maybe had more respect for it if they had done it as a one-off in a Tales episode. Not much more respect, but a little. Well, yeah, I think I think the reason what, what makes this episode worse is just again the show is winding down, and and this this adds nothing to yeah. <laughs> to what's going on. Um, I mean, I. Look, if they announced a Padre spinoff or like the Dwight and Sherry show, like okay, maybe this is different. But but I hope that the audience cool. that really loves Fear the Walking Dead, I hope that they are like so invested in Padre. I hope that if they <laughs> if they, I'm serious. Like I hope that if they announced like Padre, the Walking Dead presents Padre. Like I hope that they cheer up and down the streets and make memes and do all the fun stuff they can to celebrate the fact that that's existing. Because I am not getting why the investment is so strong in this Padre thing. It is so ridiculous to me. I'm tired of hearing the word Padre. Agreed. It makes me hate Canadians. <laughs> I can't say Mexicans because that's mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so Dwight is back at his old house. Um, there's, you know, he sees a picture of him and Sherry. He starts whittling. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is, what is going on here? Um, he sees a bunch of, you know, some, some lights. Um, a guy walks in, um, and he finds this guy, Jay, who needs insulin. Uh, his insulin's been, he's been robbed. His insulin's been stolen. His wife and his daughter are dead. And immediately Dwight thinks that this guy is jacking with them because we've, I don't know if we knew this or we find this out, but what originally brought Dwight to Sanctuary was Sherry's sister was a diabetic and needed insulin, and he ended up getting to Sanctuary to try and get the insulin, and that's how they all got wrapped up in it. So I, That came out in the main show, like, years ago. Okay. So... So this guy thinks that he's just jacking with them. Like, clearly... I mean, a Dwight's going through some stuff. So this, and he thinks this guy, Jay is just, is just messing with him. And then when he takes him to to actual sanctuary, um, like he really thinks he's screwing with him. Now, the, the one thing that really bugged me with this episode, I don't know if, you, if it bugged you guys or this is just a me thing. They do the flashbacky things with it, Dwight. It's terrible, but they're so quick. And so brief, it almost made them worthless. Like it, they just annoyed me because it was like Agreed. not long enough to. It, it was like your, it, it was like it flashed by, and your like your brain was catching up with it because it was so fast to be like, okay, wait, was that Negan? Where was it? Like what was going? You, you, it just made you kind of think of what was going on, as opposed to if they did, and they and then they did it when Sherry showed up too. So it's like not they didn't do it just from Dwight's perspective, which. I guess if you're going to do it, it kind of makes sense because Dwight's pretty jacked up at this point. But then when Sherry comes in, they do it with her too. I just didn't like the effect. Nope. It just it no. It's a, it's I, a I just, poorly directed poorly episode. Done. This is my problem with this episode. It's poorly directed, and Bingo. and that's a big problem with it right there that you're naming. It's trying to instill certain significance on ideas that we should feel for because we've been with these characters for numerous seasons now. But they make all the wrong editing choices as far as how to get us like in the mind of Dwight. Like, if you want to show him moping around, you've done that with aces. Good job there. But if you want to show us relating to specific moments in time, you, can, you it's very hard to do that in a show that's already has such a specific color palette. So if you'd show me, like, another version of a scene of a guy going into a fireplace, like, 
it doesn't look all that different from what you got now. You really got to like give me something different. And this is a show that we've praised for its visual choices in the past because it goes out of the way to do something like specific with its yeah. colors or its style or anything. Like it's it's made those choices that have been very effective in the past. So it's like, what happened here? Because they dropped the ball entirely. They well, we no, yeah, you have to understand they had to squeeze all those little flashbacks into those quick little glimpses. Because they had to have enough time in the episode to have us see Dwight whittling chess pieces so that it sets up for the end when he carves the little wooden finger for uh, Jenna Elfman. I like I know you're you know I know you're playing with it, but like there's a way to do the thing that we're complaining about. There is yeah. there's you no, can do the, you could you could do quick flashes like that. You just apply any number of filters or like fish eyeing or whatever cliche I could think of, let alone a filmmaker, that would distinctly show you, hey, this is different now. Here's stuff that's going to jar you and like get you onto a certain emotional level. And this episode just misses every chance to do it. It's so frustrating. Or they could have like brought back Stephen Ogg again, like they did in in Dead City, and just have him be like this ghost in his head of like, yeah, you're back here, aren't you? You piece of shit, or you know, just like something like that to kind of like mess with his brain to where he's back in a place he doesn't want to be. Like, uh, yeah, there were many many other ways they. they I mean, this feels like this feels like like I know you mentioned this this isn't like technically a bottle episode, but it does feel like an episode that is made on a lower budget than some of the other episodes of the show. That seems very clear to me, given what we're doing here. I thought that too, except in the after show thing, they rebuilt that entire sanctuary set for this episode. Then they blew their wad on that because the the, the effort. You gotta be kidding me! The effort shown to like make this stuff work, it just. I get like if you can't like get a certain guest actor or any number of other options as hard as how to communicate what we were trying to do here, like you know you gotta we gotta find other ways to back people into a corner and get good stuff out of them because I've seen that from other people and this is not the episode that showed that at all. <laughs> yeah. So D- Dwight's able to go to um he he goes in he goes inside the sanctuary he tells the guy to go back you know he, he he's going to be a little bit he goes in there. He he gets jumped by one of the guys and ends up throwing him in the in the furnace <laughs> very um, quickly and easily. Like it's yes, like, you know the, the and it's not a it's not like a big hole either. So the the efficiency he was able to throw an entire human being into a furnace was like wow, that is yeah. uh, abrupt <laughs> to say the least. I kind of like that though. I, I, mean, I did it, not like it. It's just yeah. more of. Uh, okay, <laughs> that happened. Like I, to the point where, like, wait, was that a flashback? Like, that's what it was. It was like, did we did they lose something here? Like, what happened? Yeah, and again, I think that's where if they played with that concept a little better, I think it would have been used to greater effect. So D- Dwight ends up finding the medicine. Um, get if I and of course the guy has a medicine with the picture of his wife and his kid that he keeps with the medicine. Of course, um, it, it gets it back. Um, and of course he's too late. The guy walks out of the house and he's already dead. And so, uh, Dwight has to put him down and then he just has a breakdown, right? Like he just starts yelling for Daryl and why Daryl didn't kill him. And it, you know, basically he wasn't worthy of a second choice and he's, he's kind of panicking. 
because he got shot too. Like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, the other thing is. Like, well, as he was escaping, he was shot in the what shoulder. This also doesn't make sense. Is the fact that we find out later in the episode that his house was about 20 miles away from the sanctuary. So he just tells this guy, oh, hey, I'll meet you back at the house. Go ahead and trip. It's 20 miles back all by yourself. Because I'm wondering, are they trying to insinuate that the guy went into diabetic shock and died? Or did he get bit on the way back? Or what happened? Because I... I yeah. Because that it it couldn't have been diabetic shock because there would have been other signs before this of him getting worse, not just all of a sudden, boom, he died from his diabetes. I mean, oh, it's annoying. Agreed. Um, yeah. So when he's having this moment, um, and that's when June and um and Sherry find him, and of Dub. course they and. And Dove, sorry, uh, find him and they they kind of patch him up, um, and they kind of fill him in on what's going on. And f- they, t- oh, Dwight, you have to come back. You're the one that trained these kids. You can, you know, we need you. You know, they need you. Um, you know, we've, we, you know, Troy, you know, is is like we've we, you've got to do all this. And he's like Strand. <laughs> the one the good the one cool line I thought when they say yeah Victor and and Madison and and <laughs> and he looks at him he goes Victor's still alive <laughs> like just that I thought the delivery was great like just the way he was like really Victor <laughs> um I, I, I there's just something about that delivery no, that's that was good just yeah the, it was pretty spot on um. So they they all kind of spend the night there, and then of course, um, what <laughs> the funny thing? I guess they've gotten into this thing where they dress in layers um, to protect themselves from bites or whatever. But what is up with Dove's like nineteenth century uh, like English aristocrat like outfit where she's got like this ruffled shirt, like a Teenagers. vest, a, a sh- <laughs> what? yeah fair enough I I just thought it was funny I'm like what is with this get up Um, um, so of course she takes off um, and then comes back and they find her and she's been shot and the bullet's still in there and it's did you notice so, that the bullet hole in the windshield was level with her head, but she was shot in the lower abdomen? Well, we don't know if she was shot outside the truck or inside. Oh, the truck. I thought we, we were supposed like, to believe that that bullet. Okay. Well, but okay. I mean, the, there was a guy behind the grassy knoll, but then there's a woman that's done in yeah, photos that never shows up again, and you know, yeah, it, the, the umbrella have, man. Yeah. It had to curve in an exact certain way to get so, you know a lot of things up in the air. Um, so this is where it gets crazy. <laughs> like, this yeah. is the part I don't So Dove is, is shot. They go, they go in there. June is, is, is suffering from some sort of PTSD where because she lost her finger, they don't like, she doesn't all of a sudden want to practice medicine this, anymore. And so she, this needs- bullshit is so simply solved by just show her shaking her hands a bunch. That's that's simple. Yes. Dove. Yeah. But well, instead, they're like laboring this point of I can't do this. Why? Well, I can't exactly say it in one sentence, but let me say a lot of things around it so we can stretch out this episode. Like, but also, she gives, the impression, she gives the impression later that like Finch dying and her not being able to save him was the straw that broke the camel's back. And I'm just like that. 
that's what Scotch. Are you worried about like some sort of zombie lawyers coming at you for malpractice now? What is the deal? I mean, I don't understand. After all the crap she's done and had to do as the medical professional in all of these seasons, now all of a sudden, because a couple of kids have died under her care, she can't do it anymore? I, I mean, whatever. She couldn't that. even like, sew up if, the bullet hole. If, the, if they want the, to throw that stuff in there, like, what, whatever. Fine. But, like, it's not a hard ridiculous. thing to, to visualize in some way. It's just like... It's a doc. It's a surgeon that doesn't want to do surgery. Just show show that she physically can't do surgery. Simple. And it right. just takes like the most out of this. It, it takes such a, a long drive to get to where we need to go with all this. Or even like the Dwight thing, she could easily say, "Look, it's you know after all everything that happened, it's clear to me I need to train more people that know how to you know stitch wounds." Also, yeah, like that's what the first one I thought it was, which is like making a uh, Sherry do the stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, like it's good to like get yeah. practice in or whatever. That makes sense to me. But then it just comes drama city with her, and like I can't do this. Oh my god! So they they bring Dove back in and. June is like, well, we can't do it here. Like, we don't have the supplies. We don't have anything. We got to get her somewhere. And then Dwight is like, oh, of course, they have all that stuff at Sanctuary. So, of course, at this point, all the Sanctuary guys show up. There's a big old standoff. And they agree that if they hand over Dwight for killing one of his men, um, that they'll they'll go ahead and, and let let them treat Dub. During During all this, there's so many shots being fired. I'm like, bullets are rare in this world right that's what i kept asking myself like we can't we, we, we're just yeah, firing a yeah. lot of bullets here like, well remember they th- yeah th- this new group was held up at the sanctuary where um eugene had made tons of bullets so maybe they were just lying around last i saw eugene made a bunch of fake bullets <laughs> true Last time I looked, there was nothing in that factory except a bunch of yeah. empty space. Yeah, also, why there. would they keep the bullets there? Like, they left. Like, yeah. Uh, the Alexandria Cup, they would have taken everything out of that place. Yeah. Well, clearly yeah, they there's did. There's nothing in there. Like, again, there was nothing <laughs> in there. And that's another thing. Um, They're worried about they need to get uh, Dove somewhere to, to do this surgery. Uh, how far is Alexandria? from where the sanctuary was the hilltop about a day i'm just saying is no i why no, I'm didn't with they go yeah. oh. so they well i guess it's 20 minutes away is closer than a day away but anyway so at that point sherry's like yeah no f you guys there's a big shootout they all hole up in the truck and they haul ass back to the sanctuary because those guys have to hoof it on foot. Um, cause apparently there's no, like they have the only car and uh, like, it's, it's like, okay. They, so, yeah. so these guys have all of these supplies, bullets, everything, but they don't have a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, and I think um, that also in an alternate universe, these guys are stormtroopers because can any of them hit anything? <laughs> Well, that was that was the whole thing. Even even Dwight, yeah. like, oh, okay. When they're shooting at zombies, they could headshot them from you know hundred yards away, but they can't shoot a human being under no cover thirty feet in front of them. But I mean, that's that again. That's one of those things that's always been an issue I, with all of these shows is they they can they're marksmen when they need to be, and then when otherwise they can't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, but 
the whole like yeah this is 20 miles away like why would they even go after them in the first place like they're they're way too too far especially if you're on foot like 20 miles on foot you're talking hours to 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 get somewhere um anyway so they they get back to the to the sanctuary um and then dove starts throwing this is the part I totally didn't understand. This kid just starts flipping out for no reason. Is like, no, I don't want him operating on me. I don't want anybody operating on me. He I'm couldn't do even it myself. save like, his own kid. Yeah, he couldn't save his own kid. It's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what? What? Like, it, it was. It was just a bunch of irrational, illogical. Like, it just made no no sense. This is like zero sense. Um, and meanwhile, I mean, this kid, I she's if she's got under a, the, the, the wound and everything that's happening, but it's still, even with that circumstances piled on top of it, it made zero sense. Yeah. She's been shot in the side and the bullet's still in there. She's got to be bleeding out. Like how is all this time pass and she's able and, to still and function near an artery. Now I saw where that wound was. I want to know what, weird mutated artery was going through that area of her abdomen, but okay. <sighs> it, yeah. She goes from barely being able to move and everything. And then, and then seems like it just, it, it made no sense. The whole, the whole bit with her not wanting to anything to do with any of them just, just didn't. And eventually make any sense she's all, me. you know, trying to do it um, herself. And I'm like, you're not Robert De Niro and Ronan. You can't just be cutting bullets out of your body. <laughs> yeah 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 it's a great um and then for some reason the walkers even though this is like a sturdy industrial warehouse building a bunch of walkers banging on the side of the wall are enough to collapse uh-huh. the whole damn thing like i i didn't understand well, you gotta remember that. i'm like Dwight wait a minute loosened it Why? up a little bit when he punched the wall so <laughs> uh, sure but i'm like w- why like it literally seemed like an earthquake was happening with these walkers and I'm, and then they cut outside and there's like 30 of them banging <laughs> on a wall. And I'm like, okay, this makes no they, sense. Like this building has been standing here all this time. It's mail made literally mail. Like these are, these are steel beam buildings. This isn't like a wood shack. This thing ain't going. I mean, nowhere. I get like the corrugated metal sheets coming off and stuff like that, but the actual structure coming but down makes zero structure. Sense. Yeah. But yeah, concrete slab, steel beam. Think about it. Maybe these are yeah. imported zombies all the way from France with that like superhuman strength. Yeah, the, or the, the acid blood. Yeah. Um. So then, at this point, Dwight feels like he's just going to go on a suicide run. Like I'm just going to go out there and just stop them all. And Sherry's afraid of you know he's going to get himself killed, so she locks him in the room. And then she decides she's going to go out there and take care of all these walkers. Because Padre needs him. What? Yeah. So they knock over a fence. She's stuck under the fence. And then eventually June comes and gets uh, Dwight out. And Dwight's able to to save her. Um, And then... I guess it was his name, Marty. I think that's where I wrote, I wrote his name down. He's one of the one of the guys that that has, has taken over Sanctuary. Yeah, Marty. <laughs> um, they come back and bring their own walkers in, and then uh, everything just kind of falls. Speaking falls of the apart walkers, there. that and also then, didn't make sense to me either because uh, going way back to the Savior War, 
um, when they did that with pouring the molten metal on the heads of the zombies and all of that stuff. Later in season yeah, yeah. nine, when we see that, you know, they're turned the sanctuary around, they were doing productive things. They had gotten rid of all of those. So where did these come from now? It's like continuity in this show is terrible. And then all of a sudden the furnace goes out and it's safe to go in the furnace. So they basically, while the building is falling down around them, they all go inside the furnace. Because it does, metal doesn't retain heat okay. or anything. No, 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 no. And and I don't understand why the fire A was going by itself just fine, and all of a sudden now it just decided to go back out again. But, I, like, none of that made any sense to me. So they hole up in this furnace because it's stable and sturdy, and they can do the operation they need yeah, to do. Yeah, it's a nice sterile environment. The... Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, And so, of course, Marty uh, ends up getting killed by the... Cr- he he ends up getting killed by the one that Dwight threw into the furnace to begin with. Now, how that thing wasn't incinerated to the point of of dust, I don't know, but because the fire was going out. Yeah. <laughs> so then they come out of there, everybody's dead, all, you know, the the building even though the building seemed like it was going to collapse, it's still there. There's like steel beams laying around, but the structure itself is intact, so I'm like what was like? I don't understand. I, I don't understand any of the structural nonsense because the building looked perfectly intact when they went back out. Well, um, there were a lot it, of the I beams and stuff that had fallen down and pierced, like it went through the burn zombie into the leader guy zombie and all of that. So, I mean, there was some destruction there, but again, it just did not look like what they were setting it up to be. Well, and uh, random I beams aren't just going to fall from the sky on a building that's riveted and welded together. Like it just didn't make like a bunch of people banging on the side of the wall is not going to get this. Uh, anyway, the whole thing it made no sense to me, like logically, or, from an engineering perspective, like how any of this this happened. Um, but then all of a sudden, Dwight just has this revelation at the end where he has this moment of clarity, and all of a sudden he now he's okay. With going back and yeah, kumbaya and everything's great. And I'm just like, what? I don't understand what happened to make him like. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. because they have to, to make it mean something. They got to make something good out of the bad, Russ. Sure, but and if there was some narrative reason to get him to come to that conclusion, I would be okay with it. But I was just like, there's so nothing. Dumb. And then they look up and there's a bird and then and then Sherry's like, it's look, a it's finch. a finch. And I was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> right off. <laughs> like, like uh, enough, enough. Like, the, 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 come on. That's too much. Too much. Oh, I was like, what is going on with this episode? I wrote dumb a lot of times in my notes. <laughs> yeah. Like, like too many times <laughs> the word dumb appears. <laughs> I literally wrote Finch question mark f- off. Uh, that that's literally on the piece of paper. So that's where we leave them. So we kind of get this little stinger at the end, where uh, Strand is kind of in this, I guess, like a bunker or something. It's the room um, where Madison it, was kept when she was the yeah. blue jay uh, okay, or whatever the hell okay. she was. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And so two of the two of the people from the hotel because they speak 
Ger- okay, yeah, because they speak yeah. German. Um, bring in Tracy. Um, and so Strand is like, you know, hey, you know, you're gonna help me or whatever. So, so Strand has well, Tracy. Why did they make the little actress's eyes suddenly go super wide when he said his name was Victor? Like, did do you not? Did you guys catch again? That? It was just a that's weird, where weird. Yes, weird. No, no, thing. no, no. Like she knew who he was. So again, it makes me think that that's Alicia's kid because she would know who Strand was. So it, that kind of made the whole like, okay, is the, are they are they truly setting this up that this is Alicia? Well, I was thinking that, but here's the thing: was Did, in the hold after- on, we keep talking about this. Is there something? Am I forget? Like, is there any kind of beyond what we what may or may not happen? Some flashback or something? Was there any? Ever any interaction between Troy and Alicia that would suggest that this is a possibility? They had like, uh, well, no, that, that's the whole thing. Like, it, it's it's that six year period, right? Because they all got on the boats. Alicia didn't go with. So that, okay, that's yeah, why I, I'm I hear. And that's uh, we'll get back to that in a second. I mean, before that, like the damn era. Like, is there was there any? Oh, was there, there was back Troy. Then? Troy had a thing for her. Lots I don't. Of, lots of shit I, guys have things for people. I'm asking yeah. you: Was there anything between the two of them? I can't say because again, we when we talked about it last time, this is I, I didn't see the like there, last yeah. four or five episodes of that season, so I'm not sure. From how what that I remember, out. there were like hints of things between the two of them, but if anything did happen, I don't remember it. I do remember like them making eyes at each other when they, you know, when they were first around each other and things like that. But um, I don't remember them like getting together. Or anything. Again, this just, you know, in this now. So go back going back to this in this six year gap that we have to explore at some point. Maybe it's <laughs> I I'm not beyond the show being that dumb, but it is hard for me to think. That this horrible monster person that the mom killed because he was a horrible monster person at some point found one armed Alicia and like nursed her back to health and was like, now let's get busy together. And they had a child. That just seems like so many steps so far in a different direction as far as what's possible with this show. Well, this is why I don't think I, it, I, she's actually Alicia's child because the after episode thing, when they're talking about this scene, they refer to her as an eight-year-old girl. So that means she would have been born before the time jump. So Yeah. <laughs> okay. That that as well. So and there's I multiple time there's multiple I, time jumps, right? I, I like would just, six years, that's just one of the time jumps we've had on this show. I mean, like there's a lot right. I just I can't wrap my my mind around a character that's not on the show anymore, that's not coming back, having some like significant play in this manner. Like that's just beyond me. I I hope you're right. The only reason I even bring it up is just because again, it would kind of bring some closure to Yeah. Like they brought Madison back without Alicia being there, so this would kind of be some connective tissue. That's not enough. That's just making the world smaller. That's not interesting in any way whatsoever. That's like Again, I'm not saying I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just given the the choices this show is making, yeah, it's well, just something that's in the back of my that head. That they're hinting at it too. But again, like I said, if if we're going based off of she's eight years old, then she would have been born before they took the rafts to go look for Padre. Right, right. 
again, I okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, and I I hope that. Well, I'm if it does happen, I'm blaming you. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Fair enough. You willed it Fair into enough. existence, Russ. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's again. That's where we we leave this this episode. Mm-hmm. So. How many busters do we give this episode? So last time, Aaron, you went first. Rich, you uh, go first. This well, time. there were there were actually, unlike the last episode, there were things I liked in this, mainly because I liked the Dwight character. I liked that actor. I'm also a Jenna Elfman fan. And even though what they did with her character was stupid in this whole episode, I still liked her um, as as a performer. Um, what she was giving to perform was crap. Um, but the writing in this, especially the dialogue, was terrible. That's why I'm like, did they get an AI to write this schlock? <laughs> I am so tired of the, we're going to do it to honor so-and-so, or the, we have to make somebody's death or something means something tropes that they have going in this show. It's like, I mean, they beat it to death with Morgan. They beat it to death now with, uh, with Alicia, with strand, all of that crap. And they just keep bringing all that stuff back. Um, I mean, if you become creatively bankrupt as an IP, just stop, stop making stuff. Just stop it. Uh, I mean, and like I said before, I'm tired of hearing about Padre. I'm getting PTSD from hearing the word Padre at this point. I just, and and the whole thing with Dove, like that entire thing felt unnecessarily. I didn't give one iota of a crap about this character. Um, You know, I just, and then... Stuff like, you know, they're in the middle. Sherry and Dwight in the middle of fighting that horde is a perfect time to have a lover's quarrel. I mean, oh, it's just so dumb. So, and then also, I wish in the real world, we had the lightning fast transportation that they have cross country that they do in Fear the Walking Dead. Because, I mean, the way they pop back and forth between locations all over the country is amazing. It's like they have a Star Trek transporter. Oh, anyway, and then um, so, and then we have like, like we got to wrap up. I got to go soon. You got to finish this thing off here. <laughs> I was gonna say. Then we have fascist Victor back with, and he's kidnapped Troy's daughter. I mean, I don't know. This I give this episode one Toby. That is it, and I'm thankful we only have three more of these. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't a, a fan. Um, I think, oh, this it's recording. Sorry. Um, no, this, uh, we, you know, like I said with the previous one, like at least there were, at least like the nonsense we were watching pertained to the show in a way that felt significant, regardless of how poor I think it was handled. This is an episode that feels incompetent as far as its production. And that's a worse offense to me. I think this is a show that at the very least generally looks good and is well made. Um, and you know, actors do what they can because they're actors. They're on the show. That means they're good to some degree. So, like, I give it that kind of a pass. Although we've talked about what they're doing with Madison, but yeah, this episode, I don't care about this particular story that they're telling. I don't think it was well done as far as a direction from a direction standpoint or particularly well, well written. Um, it just feels completely unnecessary as far as what it's adding to all of this. And at a time when we only have what 
eight episodes left of this show at all six episodes like six. regardless like there's I, I really hope <laughs> there's some great episode that comes that really folds in Dwight and Sherry and all this nonsense to like make me care more about what happened here because this just felt like a a large waste of time. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm at one Toby this week on this episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I, again, I, I just don't understand why this was even necessary. Um, and then just some of the choicing, the whole, all the, the whole Dove subplot to me just made no sense whatsoever. It was like manufactured conflict for conflict's sake. Um, so yeah, I just, uh, I, again, I, I'm just really hoping that with the final three episodes, we can get some, some legitimate closure to this story that is at least somewhat satisfying. So and that's where I, we I'm sit. I'm almost convinced I'm forecasting that the very last episode at the end, the very last scene will be Madison waking up next to Travis and telling him about this crazy dream she had. We're not watching New Heart. (laughs) (laughs) I would. would. Uh, All right. Uh, Did we get any Facebook comments this week? We did, and I would pay to see Bob Newhart guest star on a walking to episode. Oh, yeah. It'd It'd be great. You knock it out kill it uh yeah once again on our facebook page um you can find the uh review uh, post that we have there and uh feel free to add your own but kevin barry writes two metalhead walkers out of five i was entertained during a couple of moments but it really felt forced like many things this season is dwight really needing to encourage the padre kids to fight let the man just rest do i like i do like that evil strand seems to be in charge I just hope that he has a new sword <laughs> Uh, Tammy Heisley writes, I like this episode, but at the same time, I didn't. The writers had these characters doing the dumbest shit. Uh, hopefully they have all worked through their issues so we can move on. Three Tobies. I gotta say, Tammy is a lot more positive on these episodes than any of us. I, I admire her optimistic spirit. Yep. But you know what? It's yep. an episode of television I spent time to watch, and I, for the most part, felt fine. <laughs> so that's but, well, entirely that, fine. I, I give Tammy five Tobies. <laughs> Nice. Agreed. Sierra, though, not no 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 pet no uh, no involvement this week. So uh, 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 two and a half to <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that all we got this week? Yeah, that's all we got. Yeah. Do all you right. want well, more? Uh, <laughs> no. Um. All right. So we'll be back next week. Aaron, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I am on the internet um, in podcast form on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. That is the movie show that Abe and I, my friend Abe and I discuss, where we discuss new movies weekly. We have a lot of fun there. We got a lot of bonus episodes coming up because there's a lot of movies coming out, guys. And uh, we're happy to talk about all of them. We got a a Marvels episode coming up soon. We also talked David Fincher's The Killer, uh, which is out on Netflix, like as you hear this recording, I'm sure, and a number of other new releases. Then we have we had a ton of horror stuff last month which is super fun to do as well so feel free to check all that out that's out now there name on itunes and everywhere you can find podcasts um i write movie reviews at we liveentertainment.com and i'm on twitter at aaron's ps4 excellent rich yeah uh you can find me on the internet's probably soon going to read aaron's review on uh on the marvels because i want to see that um and then also on all the socials at ChubToad01. That's me. Cool. And you can check me and uh, Daryl, Mr. Dr. Curran himself, over at Gotham by Geeks, um, where we talk about Batman, 
on a bi-weekly basis. Um, we'll have a new episode dropping pretty quick. Um, and of course here on the walking dead TV podcast for me. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next week, hopefully with a, uh, better prognosis for, for this season. So, uh, <laughs> until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth. I don't know if Daryl should have killed Dwight or this show. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs>